Wakey, wakey, Iggy, Biggy. Tis the Smodcoast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodcoast Morning Show, Tuesday Left Coast Edition. Thank you, Will Wilkins, for getting us on the air live back on Tuesday mornings. Hello, everybody. I am a host. My name is Marty. I'm with another host. Good morning. I'm Giselle. And uh, just keep talking in that mic. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm trying. And no tweeting, right? No, no tweeting. What is this thumbs doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your thumbs. Just a little bit of private business with my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing? It's just a twofer today. Just the two of us. Yes, but uh, we will make up for it in... Something or other. I uh, have my grimace vomit with me. Do that count as a third hole? No, that's that's that is something entirely unto itself. Sometimes it talk to me. What does it say? It says, uh, "Listen, you're trying to do right by your heart, but you really want some bib back ribs. I know you do for breakfast. Anytime." <laughs> I've never seen you eat baby back ribs. No, near, neither have I. But. As a concept, it just is a... They smell good. <laughs> because we went to dinner the other night. This friend of mine was in town uh, from Las, Las Vegas. He was come to town. And so uh, we go to dinner. And this place have a lot of different options. So I get a piece of salmon and some lentil beans and some leeks. And he have baby back ribs and macaroni and cheese. And my eyes was watering from looking at how pretty his meal looked, all meaty, fatty, dairy. <laughs> and how did it make you feel? A little bit envious of all that delicious food and a little bit of proud of myself for having discipline and eating things that are heart healthy. Uh, if you want to join in this scintillating conversation about food that we can't eat you can join us at nooner dan marty on the twitter or you can email us we have plenty of room in the mail sack that's nooner uh, nooner podcast at gmail.com tyson and darren are running this tumblr page that's tuesdaysmornings.tumblr.com there's no e in that tumblr and uh, yeah so uh we if you've just turned in, tuned in for the first time, I can't even imagine if you if if anyone's done that. Is a new listener? Yeah, that uh, would be interesting. Hello and welcome. I think uh, let us know. We have a complaint from one listener who says it's too loud and his speakers are popping. If you're having that problem, let us know. Otherwise, we'll try to get this listener new speakers. Um, uh, yeah, so we have officially ended these wars in. Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, you don't want to talk about your baby eyes back just ribs. glazed over. I mean, oh, I'm, I love how you just you're always surprised. Like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> this is how every single show starts. Uh, you look and then nice you, today. Then you glaze over, and then you interrupt me, no. not realizing that there's a greater point. Like, why are we talking about this guy? Why? Why can't we all just get the log? And then there's going to be a greater point. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and there always is. And then you always chime in. And okay. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we th- this is like getting letting these things breathe. I'm waiting for you to tell me all about it. Oh, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent a lot of money in Iraq and Iran. Uh, no, th- you know, we spent what three? Well, 
Right now, the the cost of those two wars. Do you know how much they cost since uh, two thousand three or whatever? I think billions, fifteen billion. Fifteen billion dollars. <gasps> no, uh, according to George Bush, the Iraq War would have, was going to cost around fifty or sixty billion dollars. Oh. That was his estimate. Wow. When we went into it, and now the price tag I think is like one point four or something like that trillion dollars. So wow. Like the two wars Afghanistan and Iraq um they're going to they've cost us around 2. Point something anywhere from 2 to 3 trillion dollars. Okay. And that doesn't include all the the money we're going to have to spend to take care of the veterans of those wars. Yeah. You know, the million uh soldiers who went there, 2 million soldiers who went there to fight this war. They're having a troubles. Yeah. Lot of suicide, PTSD, depression, uh, addiction, sadness. And so now that those wars are over, can you tell me what we got out of it? Are we, do you feel safer? Uh, I do not. No, I don't feel safer. I must say. Um, do you feel like their justice was served? I have no idea about that. I don't think so. Yeah. Some people may say. And right now, it is the. Middle East any more stable? Uh, I have not been there myself to report back firsthand, but it seemed like they're having a lot of conflict. Yeah. And so uh, what's maddening is that uh, we've spent all that money, and then there's all these people in Congress that are trying to slash budgets, but they want to keep paying for these wars, or yeah. they keep wanting to having these wars without paying for them, without even coming up. You know, traditionally, we would have taxes, and we would have uh, sell war bonds, and there's no sort of accountability now. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, we have, whatever, trillion dollars in, in uh, 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 student debt. Right. And imagine how, if we had taken all that money... And, and just wiped out that student debt. Yeah. How our economy would improve because all of a sudden all these kids <clears throat> or adults would have um, this money freed up that they could then spend in the economy. Yeah. Right now with the war, we put all that money and just burned it in the Middle East. And yeah. none of that comes back here except for to defense contractors. What do you think it's going to take to make a change like this? <clears throat> Um, me talking. I think I just solved it. So I think there's a listener who has a button that just can switch reality. Um, what do you think uh, would, what, because the other side, I know they say, well, if we don't get over there, then there's just going to be more bigger problems. Uh, we have to take preventative action otherwise we make ourselves vulnerable i think their argument is something like that why they keep wanting to spend on right well, defense spending um so right now the our most uh, used weapon is the drone program and we're they're bombing indiscriminately well supposedly in uh targeted strikes but then we just killed those uh, or last year we killed the, those two hostages, the yeah. Italian and the American hostage. Yeah. Uh, and so we didn't know that they were there. So obviously our intelligence isn't perfect. And we send these robot drones out there. They're not robots. They're controlled by humans. But they don't get to see the faces of the people they kill. They're just shooting at buildings. And the, all the people around them, they, they kill wedding parties. They kill the, the, you know, the people next door. So there are all these, uh, 
these villages who, when they hear those drones, they immediately, you know, they, they're filled with fear and terror and hatred of the U.S. So is that, I don't think that defense spending is going to make the people in these regions feel better about the United States. And I think it's going to breed more hatred and also, you know, then more terror cells. And, and so it's not doing anything to make us safer. And you think spending less uh, does not leave us vulnerable? I think we have, I mean, we have the largest defense in the world. Like, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty, like, terrorism is going to happen. So we have to prevent it, and we have to monitor it and stop it. But I don't think that killing people in the mountains of Afghanistan and Pakistan are going to, is going to make us safer. Do you think we're just over there because we want to protect our oil, uh, the oil, uh, access to oil? Uh, I think it's complicated. I think that there is part of, uh, and I know that there are probably people just like, just grooting their teeth like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I don't, I'm not, no expert in this at I'm all. I'm one of them. Uh, yes, I see your gritting teeth. <laughs> no, your I'm jaw not. is so clenched. No, it's Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> You're just telling yourself that. Uh, well, there's the oil thing. There is the military-industrial complex. Yeah. And then there's also just like Obama has to, because he's a, a Democrat, he has to take a stand militarily or else he'll be considered weak and uh, become a target for from the right. Yeah. I mean, he already is, but he's trying to do everything possible to to appear like a strong president. Um, and he might actually believe that he's doing something. I don't think he is. You but, don't think he believe it? Uh, no, I I don't. Th I think he might believe it, but I don't think he's doing anything that's making us safer. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but my point is that we have supposedly we have all this money to spend. If we were to spend, uh, if we were to pay, okay. So in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking my language. They. Um, They last year they made all the and this used to be the case up, up until like the 90s I think that uh, college tuition was free and then they brought it back last year so college tuition even if you go to school overseas is basically free and if uh, if uh, Michael Benhock or any other German listener wants to correct me on that um, please do I mean, I'm sure there's still costs in terms of uh, living and and books and whatever but you know, the tuition is free yeah. which is Uh, amazing, right? So and, you, you and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so what the the idea being is that they're investing in the youth and saying, okay, we're yeah. going to have a stronger economy, we're going to have a smarter populace if we pay for uh, these the education of our youth, and then that will make make them bigger earners, and that will it'll pay it for itself. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's true. I mean, there are a bunch of countries that do that. Um, There's uh, in Denmark, in Germany, Finland, France, Sweden, Norway, Slovenia, Brazil. They they do that. I, actually, I don't know about Denmark, but those other ones, they do. So if we were to pay for our tuition here for all college students, how much do you think that would cost? Uh, all college? Do you mean forever, or you're talking about just per the year. ones currently enrolled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love how I'm asking all these questions to understand the parameters of the questions. I still have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, I. I think One it's, billion dollars. No, it's like sixty billion dollars. Sixty billion. I was off by sixty. But 
if you think about how, if you compare that to the war, that's the just trillions like, US yeah, that's mm. like a, a month of war, you know. A month of war. Yeah, versus a year of education. Yeah. And just think of what that would do. Oh, you know, I think of this, I, I agree with you. That there's so much we could be spending on in this country to make our country stronger from the inside, not just thinking or t- saying we oh we're protecting it from the outside. We can strengthen it from within and be strong, good people. But from a narrative point of view, and smarter. It just looks like welfare, or it is welfare. Sure, it's welfare, but it's it's investing and it's it's a form of socialism that makes us stronger. But from the opposite end of things, you could argue that it's just a, a government handout, more government intervention, uh, and that's that's a problem. I don't think it don't seem to me that refraining from government handout has make. I don't know. It it don't seem to me as make our country better than with government handout, if that's what you want to call it. Right. Because we're all here on the planet together and we have ah, to figure it, it out. You know that's where I'm <laughs> headed. But really, think about it. Here, you know what I was thinking of the uh, Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao fight. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, a huge weekend of sports. There was the NFL draft. There was the Kentucky Derby. Congratulations, So this is horse. what I was thinking. Same. And the Manny Pacquiao fight. Go on. This is what I was thinking about that. And it's sort of the same thing as the war. Let us say you Which have... sports bar did you watch it at? Ah. Uh, I did not watch it. McGinty's? We was invited to a friend's house to watch it. Who that ended up not working out, but I was just going to bring a book. I can't watch people punching it out other that's it hurt me to see it does it it didn't did it hurt you when you slapped me in the face in the last episode it, that that awakened something <laughs> deep within me <laughs> maybe you were afraid of what would happen if you watched the fight that you would just like take on everyone no in the room? I can't watch fighting I really can't the I could not even look at the picture of the lady slapping her son in Baltimore. Um, she was go out and say, don't you be looting and fighting in the streets? And she was slapping him. That's what I heard about, but I did not see it. You didn't see it? Oh. No, because I can't watch people doing that. It's uh, but this was my point. If mm-hmm. Let us say you had an ant farm. And the ant farm, you say to the ants, okay, little ants, you have to be self-sustaining. This is your world. This is your little farm. This is where so you... So I'm like Ant-Man. I can talk to ants? And then you see, you see that a lot of the ants is working on gathering food and foraging and making sure everybody get fed and taking care of sick ants and all of this, educating the young ants, whatever we have to do. But then you notice that all of the ants is spending all of their little ant resources to watch two ants have a fight. And meanwhile, awesome. Meanwhile, part of the big part of the ant farm is in disrepair, is crumbling. People is being suffocated. Little ants is being suffocated. It's all crumbling. And the ants, instead of fixing it, they're all off watching these two ants have a fight. Okay. Don't, you would say, ants, you're being kind of stupid. Your home is crumbling and you're all dying because you're distracted by watching these two ants have a big fight. I um I want to chime in about that Please because do. I was given shit about uh, going to the Reddit subreddit the button which by the way I fucked up my button I was so pissed off because I didn't realize how how it worked but what um, what shit was you given uh, for 
for time wasting? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because the button, for those of you who don't know, there's a subreddit called The Button, and it's a countdown timer, and basically every Reddit person can press it once. And the idea is, it's like a big juggling act. The, but the, don't, you, the idea is to, as a community, don't let it, it get, get run down. Right. But at the same time, you want to get it as far down as possible so it lasts longer. Right. And it's, it's generated all these, these, uh, uh, these, you know, little, memes and conspiracies and you know these plots to um and uh i was saying it was a social experiment and you and bill said it's a social experiment and wasting time oh we're so chatty yes so and i so, can see that it hurt your feelings oh no it didn't hurt my feelings but i it, can see no, there's tears i, uh, <laughs> I can no, see no i just got i have something in my eye misty it's eye. allergies oh, <laughs> you're so you sweet. you're sweet uh but the um my point was that like what's the difference between watching the button or um watching the Manny Pacquiao Ma- uh Floyd Mayweather fight right. or you know or just going on a subreddit about you know slav squatting oh don't get on me about slav squat Wait, what? to our listeners because last night i was telling to marty about slav squat which is a subreddit on the website reddit what, what is that? It's a website on the internet. Hmm. What's this internet? You're and so if you go to this, but you can also, they have their own website, slavsquat.com. So that's S-L-A-V squat, S-Q-U-A-T dot com. And it is just pictures of Slavic people squatting. Do you realize? With the clothes on, not anything gross. They just, they sit in that way that some people do. Uh, they squat. Okay. And it's very comfortable. All right. Put that on this on the the Tumblr page or not. I, Nobody's going to It is give a great it's so a very what is, satisfying what is so, website. What is so fa- satisfying about watching slobs squat? The consistency of it. And it's some it's a different thing than than people do here in the United States of not squatting. They don't squat here so much. Uh so it's interesting to see this other cultural phenomenon. And also they're very comfortable with it and very serious. I, I still don't get like... I don't know how to explain it. I just go on there and it, I say, oh, look, it's fascinating. So it's just... But it's also dogs squatting and... Dogs? There's, I'm looking at it right now and there's a dog squatting. I did not there's see dogs. Asian person squatting. Um, oh, maybe they're v- visiting a Slavic country. Um, <laughs> they have. There's a, a a mannequin squatting, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I see uh, that so one. okay. So so you, I agree. How much time I see have you what you're saying. On on this watch, I would say my time on Slav squat is total eleven minutes. <laughs> but you're right. You make a good point. Meanwhile, our ant farm is crumbling, and I'm looking at pictures of Slavic people squatting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So even you're, you're absolutely right. So Chris Miller says that the fight was god awful, waste of time. I didn't watch it because fucking Floyd Mayweather is a wife beater, and he's an unapologetic asshole. And but so why, you know that should be no surprise that the, that we as a culture accept that because we accept it for the other one who punches wife in the elevator. But we didn't. We didn't tolerate that. And. Well, we do. We keep no. He was. He well. He's. I think he's 
on another team, but he was suspended. <laughs> but, but like, no, I mean, he got a lot of backlash. Okay, for that. yeah, he did. I, we tolerate a lot of bad behavior with media stars that we think we like or our. We our we hail the mother who beats her son on live <laughs> TV. I know. <laughs> Don't then, you. Don't you be hitting people. Smack, smack, smack. <laughs> How? Smack. Many. Smack. Times. Smack, smack. Have I told you? Smack, smack, smack. Not to hit people. Smack, smack. Um, Darren corrected me, as he does every week. Uh, there is a film called Good Kill about the drone program. They cannot see or hear the drones. When you say they, I assume you mean the victims. Um, they can hear the drones' bombs, and I think that that probably... Is um, isn't a familiar uh, uh, sound, um, and or are you talking about the people who actually man the drones? Don't know, but I will see Good Killer here. It's a good movie. Um, yeah, I will see it too. Yeah, I think that's important. So, uh, big weekend uh, with the the sports things. How wait, did you feel wait. about the NFL draft? Oh, hold on, back to the drones and the military spending. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I should do about it. Well, I, I just solved it. But I, what can I do? Uh, well, I think... I've got 11 spare minutes if I stop looking at slavsquat.com. Well, you can't do that. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's just want, let the ant farm crumble. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Tyson doesn't squat. He said, I would and have squatted when my knees get tired. Oh, yeah. he does squat. I, I, my knees are bad. I I'm can't trying squat. to build up flexibility in my psoas muscles and hips so that I can squat. Also, my uh, Achilles heel, you have to stretch out. You know, you have to get your body used to it. And I think uh, in other countries, they do that from a young age. Oh, yes. Like Asian squatting is its own thing. And you start that as a kid, right? Sure. Now, you yeah. are Chinese. I, I am. Do you, does your family squat? No, we're, we're not a bunch of squatters. Um, Wait, you say it like that's a different class of people. Uh, you go, like when you go to China and you see these old men squatting, smoking cigarettes, it just, look, it just looks, I guess it looks comfortable, but it doesn't look sexy. No, <laughs> Do you think squatting is sexy? Uh, there's a one-legged squat. If you have one knee down and one up, that can, or, yeah, that you can do it sexy. Like, like this mannequin? Ah, sorry. That, is that the Wait, let me look. Let me put my glass. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That mannequin have it good. That's a <laughs> good an, squat. And indeed is. And of course, they're wearing all tracksuits, right? Yes. Because uh, apparently the Russians uh, really like Adidas. Right. Black okay. Adidas with the three white stripes going down the sleeve. So you make you bring up a good point. That yeah. I what should we about. do? So in general, what can we do? I think awareness is the first step, right? Yes, awareness, okay, yes. Because, uh, yes, and empathy is a good thing, too. Yeah, that's, you know, um, I like that. Yeah, and then we we also act with our votes, which is less effective, but it's yeah. something. Um, and then we we can write our congressman and our president. I wrote I wrote the president about oh. the Trans-Pacific Partnership. He hasn't emailed me back. What a dick. Um, hmm, you did know. you put a smiley con? Damn it. I don't do that by by and large, but um, a little piece of pizza or something. <laughs> yeah, I put a I put a smiling poop emoji on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I still don't get emojis, and when people send them to me, I get mad. I and it just then I feel like I'm uh, just an old person. Um, 
have been noticing people using LOL just interspersed throughout their tweets or their email or their Facebook posts. It's to remind you that there's something comedic going on. Right. And they, there's no punctuation separating it. They say, oh, I went to the dentist, LOL. It, and I think, wait, why is that LOL? <laughs> I went to the dentist, LOL, had some gas, and now I have a hole in my mouth, LOL. <laughs> you know. Well, clearly you have no sense of humor. I guess not. Um, LOL. LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to start to say it I think we have to in do conversation. Every, every, throughout the, this show, anytime you, you say something purposely funny, you have to punctuate it. LOL. So that people know LOL. Yeah. But that, that wasn't an example. Oh, okay. I made a mistake, LOL. <laughs> no, you're not doing it right, LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> hey, listen. Speaking of voting with our votes. Okay. Well, let's not change the subject. No, th that's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. To vote. Uh, the uh, presidential people is getting running, ready to run for president. So there's lots of options. We could, uh, well, I say we, you, could have a president that is, you know, out of the norm, not a hawk. Maybe somebody with some new ideas. Like Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Is Bernie he nice? Sanders, yeah. He's, he's an incredibly progressive socialist. From Vermont. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, he was Why don't we try that for a little while? Yeah, listen to Bernie Sanders. Like, you know, I think we have tried many, many years of people who spend a lot on war and uh, are you, defense Are you familiar spending? with Bernie Sanders? Offense spending. Let's try something new. He voted against the war and... Uh, yeah, he's a total, um, and he was trying to push for universal health care in Vermont. That failed. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, I think that would be really neat to try it. Uh, but are you familiar with who Bernie Sanders is? I am now. Oh, okay. Well, and, and he's an interesting guy. He's very funny to listen to when he speaks. And his brother is running for parliament in That's England right Colonel now. Colonel Sanders, right? No, Larry Sanders. Actually, his, his brother's name is Larry Sanders. Oh. And he's running for parliament in, uh, because their their elections are on Thursday. Now hold on, is Bernie Sanders is an American citizen? Mm -hmm. But Larry, he go to England. Yeah, he's been there since the sixties. Oh, because he was fed up with the United States. Or he just maybe he fell in love with a, a fine British pasty, woman. pasty, yeah, Be delicious, delicious flaky, delicious flaky crust, filled pasty, mm, little bit of carrots, oh and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> LOL. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, it got me thinking. Uh, what, like, do you do anything, any charity work? Uh, I give, um, I give monies to charities. I give monies. Uh huh. And but I don't, I, I don't do a lot of work work. Charity. I think, you know, there, we can. Volunteering and that sort of thing. So, what do we do if we don't have money and time? You uh, don't have time? Well, I'm just saying, you know, we there's a limited amount of time that yeah, we have to give, right. and uh, and that's why we choose what things to get um, right. active about. So you're very active in um, in the cancer community, is that correct? Yes, in the cancer community and in the creative community, I teach uh -huh. these type of things. Right. So and so we have to choose uh, what we what we give our time to. Uh, and, and our money too. And I, I don't have a ton of money. And actually, you know, lately I haven't had a ton of time. 
So, like, what... What can you do? What can you do? Well, I like this idea of voting for somebody new, really new, and trying a new tactic. Mm -hmm. And I think that the um, the people who are currently in power have a lot of money. They're going to say in the media all these things to scare us to think that that is the only way so that we keep the status quo so that they can stay in power. But uh, I think we can try a new way. Do you know that definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing but in expecting a different result? Wh whose definition is that? Yeah, that's not really insanity per se, but you have heard that saying that it's it's pretty crazy to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Right. So I would love it if for this presidential election we try something really new. Yeah, but people are scared of change. I know. It's really scary. But I think we're all buying into this idea of... Lots of the ideas of American culture, you know, capitalism and we need intense defense spending and we need oil and all this. And I think those aren't true. We can try a new way and it would really might be re a lot better for us, for more people. Um, yeah, I think so. But they have scared us, you know, they say they have make socialism a dirty word. Yeah. So now you you can't even talk about it and people say oh but that's socialism and you say really well you is getting disability and food stamp and social security and those we we want to help everybody don't touch my medicare and medicare that's what we're talking about we're helping each other we're making sure. things more equitable yeah um yeah I, I would like to give it a try well i i try to I don't like to deal with people that much. <laughs> so, like, because I was thinking, about, oh, I should do tutoring or something like that or some sort of mentoring, you know, because that's a good way to, to invest in them. Yes, you know. that is good. But I just, you know what I do is I give blood. I give, I give platelets. Oh, that's really nice of you. Yeah, so I've given... Who did you give them to? Well, I gave them to my friend who passed away. Um, but also, I've just been doing it for the past 20 years. I've given, like, probably six or seven gallons of platelets. And, oh. and it's a, it's nice because you get to you you're doing something valuable and you don't have to deal with people <laughs> and you don't have to spend any money. Yeah. And they and they give you, you know, like a free uh, lunch. What I, here before I forget. So here I am saying let's try Oh by the way, um listeners uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go but ahead. tweet in let us know what you do to uh in help. terms of in ter to help in terms of charity or activism or uh, some sort of given back. That's a really good thing. Yeah, so I should do more. at Nooner Dan Marty. I should do more. Um, go on. Okay, so here I am saying let's try something new, maybe something kind of more socialistic or whatever. But the funny thing is, you know, I was dealing with uh, covered California a little bit, mm -hmm. the insurance marketplace, mm -hmm. uh, and I finished with them. I don't. Uh, I quit quit for that. I don't need California to help. But for a while, they was helping. Thanks for nothing, California. No, they was. They was helping me uh, for a little while. But every time I deal with them, it's a big hassle, you know. The, the phone system won't work. The automated system won't work. My payments is not going through. The person on the phone don't know what is what. I can't get them on the phone. Big problem. Contrast that to I had a problem with a credit card, mm -hmm. and so I call up the credit card company. They answer right away. They help me instantaneously. So I start to wonder, 
these private sector companies sometimes have really great customer service and then the government customer service is pretty difficult and lame. Well, credit cards... So how cards can, how can we motivate people to, uh, work at their best and try really hard and be dedicated and be good even though they're just working for the government? Like it take a whole shift of mindset. Right. I want to do good for my comrades. <laughs> Well, then you should volunteer for Cover California. That's a good idea. I should. <laughs> I'm sure they don't Hello, have Hello. Welcome to Cover California. This is Giselle. How may I help you? Uh, I've got a, a pain in my armpit and uh, yes, I'm trying to sign up. Yes, we can help with that. Okay. Uh, let me walk you through the website. How can I help you? All right. It's really pussy. Um, I can't really lift my arm. Can you help me? Yeah. Do you have a paper towel you can just put under there for now? Uh, no, I just... Uh, or a t-shirt? Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, good. So you've got a t-shirt. LOL. <laughs> no, really, yeah, see, that's what we have to do when a joke falls. <laughs> <laughs> Was it falling? Pussy armpit, it. LOL. Uh, so, Tyson makes a good point. If you can't give to the charity you identify with, at least help raise awareness of it. Um... Paul Coelho, you know this guy? Am I saying his last name, Paulo, Paulo Coelho? I don't Paul, know who that is. He's an author. Okay. He say, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. Ah, well ah, then... I like that. That's a call to action. <laughs> then I'm doing nothing. I'm doing everything wrong. Me too. And here we are for the next two hours just giving our opinion. opinions. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Darren said that I assume you're going to talk about the clowns that have entered the presidential race. Um, yeah. yeah. No, You know what? It's still pretty early and there are a bunch of clowns. Ben Carson, Carly Fiorina, um, two crazies. Uh, not, she's not crazy. He's crazy. He's a jerk. Uh, she's just um, rich. <laughs> Mario Rubio. Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio. Yeah, he's 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 a likely candidate. I um I don't trust that Chris Christie. Oh yeah. Because of what his people did about that traffic thing on mm -hmm. the bridge. Yeah. I personally don't believe bully. he did not know about it. Of course he didn't know about so it. So that's that for me for him. He's a bully and a sneaky sneak and a mini person mm -hmm. and I and think a, he's a power monger. Power monger. That's a real power play to do that. Uh, Chris says that I was a tutor at a school. You have to be a really selfless person. Oops, not for me. Uh, dealing with entitled teens took years <laughs> off my life. Well, good for you, Chris, for doing that because that is just that that is the the, the lord's work there um, and ray oh he go christmas shopping with underprivileged kids oh ray we got your email we're going to play that later in the mail sack thank you for uh giving that to us um hey can i all is now a good time uh chris miller last week and this is my i dropped the ball on this one he tweeted uh this wonderful video of uh people slapping each other. Remember last week when we were having slapping? I am still feeling it. <laughs> Those were good times. <laughs> well, Chris emailed this video. Somebody do a YouTube video where he get strangers together and just to slap each mm. other. It was a really interesting video. Yeah. They also had the, the strangers kissing too. Oh, that was a different one? Yeah, but I think it was the same group. On the yeah. same day? No, no, but the same channel youtube thing the same filmmakers yeah but different people right 
participating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you to Chris Miller for that because it was really interesting. Why was it interesting? Um, the shyness of how they slap each other. Because you're inflicting damage on somebody. Some the, some people start really soft. Some people just go in there and wails mm-hmm. wails on them. It's always the like the little women who just are like, you know, they just they unleash. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Hey, Darren say, a 73-year-old white guy, that would be a change for President LOL. <laughs> well, he's talking about Bernie Sanders. And, um, oh, is he? Is he 73, he, Bernie Sanders? He's an, he's an old, crazy white dude oh. from, I think he's from New York or New Jersey, but he's he's a senator in Vermont. So. Well, you get a big bonus point, Darren, for the use of LOL. <laughs> uh so, uh, hello to Lily okay. and Jane. Hello. Okay. Uh, so, how did you feel about like what was your opinion about Age of Ultron, Avengers, Age of Ultron? Like, you know, go, go, and go. I thought that they did a pretty good job of balancing the screen time for all the different characters. I uh, thought that the story was rehashed from the first one, same plot. Go on. Uh, I thought that. Mm, it's a really good money maker. Uh, I thought yeah, that even it was against the you know it took a big hit on Saturday night because of the Pacquiao fight. Yeah, but it's still holding up. Fight, and all of my aforementioned opinions are not my opinions at all because what? I, I did not see it. What? No, but that's not the point. You can still have a really strong opinion that you. These just were all on. things that I heard in the media that I'm just repeating to you. Yeah, I did not see it. Did you see it? Oh, it was terrible. Oh, I was like, why, why was it terrible? Just because it was just like mindless action, like interspersed with just the soapiest of just schlocky soap opera bullshit. And, um, yeah, and, and it just felt like they were just trying to give equal time to all the characters, but without, just in terms of page count and not in terms of quality of storytelling. Right. Uh, so there's this whole r- romance thing with, Black Widow won't get into it because for those of you who didn't see it, but it got a lot of flack because for some reason having a ro- oh, I'm sorry, there's a I just saw Giselle take a giant bite of grimace vomit and it was just dripping like purple cum or whatever it was. It's just like gross, uh, purple strands of mucus, I guess. Uh, I'm try- trying to think of the most gross fluid I could think of. And mucus is probably more accurate. Because it is mucilaginous, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> is it delicious? This one is a little bit undercooked, I think. Oh. Well, it has texture. It's crunchy. So there is... you know that's my fault? Because I did not leave enough time uh, to get here this morning. Mm-hmm. But you got here on time, and I appreciate that. You got here at all. Oh, thank you. But so there was. Let me know. Uh, let us know what you think of uh, Age of Ultron. If you thought that it was this weird sort of throwback sexist uh, romance that was that Black Widow was stuck with, um, I just thought it was just a. It was a, a pretty adolescent s- storyline, um, and then the actual whole Ultron thing was just, uh, it was like, yeah, it was like a rehash of the, the first one. And like, why does every s- single thing have to be the end of the universe or end of the world? Um, so in, in improv, they have a thing, you know, you want to build, right? Right. You know, so it's like first, um, it, you want up 
and then like in a in a herald you know you have who is herald are you not familiar with the long form uh oh yeah i've heard of this and uh basically it's a long form improv thing and it's usually in three chapters and then the first one you have you you find a game and then you sort of like oh well um i'm dating uh a football the the football uh, the homecoming king and then okay, yeah, uh, so and then the next one it's like oh i'm dating uh your father and then the next one in the third one it's i'm dating an alien you know so it's like you're trying oh to, you build you build build and then the third one is absurd okay and so avengers they got to the absurd in chapter one or in the first movie oh and so, so there's like nowhere to go nowhere to go from there yeah yeah and that, I, I think that's true in, in all these like james bond things it's like where how many ways can you blow up the world yeah you know what I like? Okay, so you you guys all know that I'm not really uh, spend a lot of time with comic books or these Marvel movies or this type of thing. But what I really am like about it is the way that fans participate and get to use their own creativity. I like uh, people playing the, the cosplay mm-hmm. and dressing up and then fan fiction uh and then the fan videos that and they fan, do. Oh, fan videos too. Yeah, they do like, you know, Lego versions of the trailers. Yeah. And stuff so like I that. like that people bring their own creativity to it. Oh, and then I'll, also I like all the backlash that happens, you know, just like, you fucked it up, Joss Whedon. And oh. like everybody, like people really want to get involved, but then they get involved in such uh, mean ways such that Joss Whedon quit Twitter. Um, well, he didn't say why, but he quit Twitter. Yeah. But I assume it's because he, I mean, he was an outspoken guy and he has a lot of really good opinions. He was. C.L. Miller, Chris, also pointed out to us that he got bullied off of Twitter because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- that's, he didn't actually say why. He deleted it, his Twitter account, but he did get a lot of shit from, um, from people objecting to the movie, people objecting to the love story story people objecting to his defense of anita sarkeesian uh in the gamergate thing um but you know what if you're a prominent guy with a million twitter followers like there are going to be a thousand of them who sign up just to shit on you you know yeah so you kind of have speaking of (laughs) mark hollingsworth Tweet in, he's funny. He said, Turn, tuned into Nuna Dan Marty, and I'm greeted with socialism and no Steven Kruger. <laughs> I know, we have taken over. Sorry. Sorry about that. Listen, Mark, we're not saying, uh, we, we miss Steven as much as the next guy. And we're just saying it might be fun to try a different, uh, some different ideas in this country instead of spending how so many trillion how, dollars uh, well, I th- on a war in the four, Middle East? Let's and say four trillion. Nothing to show for it. Yeah. How low do you think Bernie Sanders' balls hang? See? All right. You happy? <laughs> that's All right. for Mark. That's, that's for Mark. Okay. L-O-L. LOL. Moving on. Hey, Lily and Jane tweet in a beautiful picture of a sweet little young girl. Or actually, it could be a girl or a boy. It's a young person. Child. Child. And beautiful, beautiful, saying we have a new fan. Hello, Lily and Jane. Who is that? That's a really cute person. Let's keep that child anonymous. Oh, that's right. Never mind. We have It's the internet. Mm-hmm. Yes. People Safety first. Uh but that is a cute child. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to talk about? Uh, I forgot what I was going to talk about. Um, so you have a new um, 
<laughs> Darren, hold on before okay. you. Darren tweeted uh, a sign that somebody was a protest sign, and it says, "Government, keep your hands off my Medicare. Don't steal from Medicare to support socialized medicine." <laughs> That is I think the person delightful. is a little unclear on the concept. Thank you, Darren, for that, because it's pretty funny. I'm going to retweet that one out. Um, so the, there's a, a woman, I think she was in England. Her name is uh, Janet Fall, and she's an agoraphobe. Are you familiar with the Yes, term? that means you're too scared to leave from the house. Yes. So in 10 years, she had left the house twice, despite being, you know, having a family and grandchildren. Oh. Um <laughs> So, uh, she, after 10 years of being stuck in the house, uh, or not stuck in the house, being volunteer, this is in West Sussex. Yeah. Um, she decided to go out and help a friend move a, a wooden pallet. Oh. And, and this is a big deal for her, tw- the third time in 10 years leaving her house. Right. And within like a minute of being outside, she fell into a manhole. <gasps> An open manhole. And suffered a broken leg and two black eyes. She um, must have been so freaked out. I know it. It's it's. Uh, and then she has the unfortunate name of Janet Fall. Oh no! Yeah. So she spent an hour in agony waiting for uh, paramedics to, to come. Oh no! Yeah. We well, you know, we will never see her again. I know. She's like, that's it. I'm out. It's Forget so, about it. <laughs> it's so sad because you're like, come on, what what's gonna happen? What's the worst gonna happen? Like a, a piano's gonna fall on you? You're gonna fall in a manhole? Oops, that's that's sorry. like uh, this. Uh, there was one guy. This is long ago, hundred years ago, or even more. He was on a ship that sank, but he survived, and he so his very next. Uh, oceanic voyage was on the Titanic, and he. Did and what not, happened to him? He did not survive that one. Oh, I can't so remember. He, I can't remember his name, but isn't that bad luck? Uh, lightning can strike twice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hey, listen, Go you on. guys gonna be excited about this? Dan, Dan Etheridge, Etheridge have tweet in. Currently, he's thirty-five thousand feet over Iceland en route home. I guess he's flying home, and he says. How about he come next Tuesday for a little old school nooner? Well, what do you think? I think fans, that would be terrific and fun. Do you know I don't? Oh, just one time we did it together, but he was only here for a short time. Yeah, yeah. I'm really look forward to that. Oh, and do you guys uh, appreciate the um, the uh, uh, the drinking podcast, the, the nighttime podcast? Let us know if you want more of those because those are fun to do. And we get to eat, and we had a really fun time. And then, yeah. Yeah, so, guys, thanks for all those who listened in. Uh, this is coming a little late, but um, we had fun. We had fun, and we ate delicious pizza afterwards. You made amazing pizza. Oh, and what about what I made last night? That was fantastic. We had a friend of ours last night who had been sick with food poisoning over the weekend, and so Marty for dinner last night he made beautiful matzo ball soup from scratch. Mm-hmm. I and ground my own matzo. Ground his own matzo, and he also make latkes, potato pancakes. Yeah, delicious. You know, and just like my booby make. Just like your made. Asian booby. Yes, <laughs> she do a good job. Yeah. And then you know what else I was really impressed with? I always am the salads that you make. Uh, you have some kind of uh, alchemy. Yes, with your f- frostings. Mm-hmm. No dressing. 
<laughs> LOL. LOL. Your dressings are always simple and subtle and so tasty. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, that one was really great last night. Um, well, thanks. So, yeah, let us know if you like those nighttime ones because we'll continue to do more and it's really fun to do it when we get a big group together. Yeah. Um, we, we can do it. So, you, uh, do you want to talk about your your new your few your housing plans because i i find it fascinating oh do you yeah hmm uh, i think let me get a little further on that uh, just that uh, i'm thinking of downsizing to a much smaller space uh because uh, we 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 have we've noticed that we have more space in our house than we need and probably more stuff than you need oh much more stuff yeah so i've been getting rid of stuff Speaking of which, so anyway, we, we're going to live into a smaller space and we've been watching tiny house uh, videos and yeah. getting ideas. We're going to really downsize our belongings, our space, our life. So I'm, it's a type of living that I'm fascinating with, fascinated with, uh, like these tiny houses that you can fit on a, a trailer. And, yeah. um, and I went down to see one of them to see, you know, in person because... Uh, and basically, the idea is that that way you can be mobile and you don't have to uh, pay for um, permits to build a house. You can just put, uh, you, you do have to have a permit, well, there are a tiny, license. You can have a tiny house on land right. that's just a no, you know, normal permitted house. But, if, but there are these teeny tiny ones, 100 square feet, 150 square feet yeah. total, uh, that are built on trailer trailers. beds. With, you but know, they look like houses. They don't look yeah, like trailers. Right. They, they look like a little teeny, teeny house. Yeah. So I went inside one and it was surprisingly spacious. You know, it had a, a full kitchen and it had a... Um, I had a bathroom and a, sh- a little tub in there, and then I had steps leading up to the loft, and it was I, it seemed totally comfortable for yeah. there was two people and a dog living there, oh. and they were just tra- they, they were traveling the country, and uh, and they open their homes wherever they go to to show people to show people that's yeah. really fun. Yeah. See, I could see doing something like this, and I would like that. Yeah, I would like to do that. The too. tiny the tiny space that we're going to build is probably going to be on land, not on wheels. But down the road, I I might like to do something like that too. Yeah, and just get rid of stuff. Just get rid of stuff. You know, stuff is so funny. So y- yesterday, uh, I was getting rid of some a lot of uh, stuff. A lot of the stuff that I have is my mother's stuff because you know she have passed away, and I have all of her belongings. Um, much of it I've given away. Much of it still I have. So I was going through her papers and shredding old documents, tax returns, and this and that. And I come across her, uh, she get a college degree, mm-hmm. right? And they give her a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I'm not sentimental for objects for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to keep this piece of paper. She don't need it anymore. And so I get rid of it. I, I recycle it. I shred it. And it was, uh, I, I have to pause because I say this thing that my mother worked so hard for this college degree and she finished her life and it go into the shredder. Well, but you don't forget her though. No, no, I don't forget her. She's alive in me and I think about her every day and I feel very, very close to her, but her objects I, I can let go. But it's just interesting. You think about all these things we hold so precious. I have to have this object and this iPhone and work so hard for this accomplishment. 
and then you're going to be gone in a blink of an eye and all those things that were so important to you, just gone. Just gone. Well, I think we're at an age now because of digital media. Like, you couldn't do a tiny house um, 20 years ago because people have books and records and stuff like that. So, like, um, your entire bookcase and your record collection or CD collection can now just fit on your phone, you know, so you can store all, and your photos and your, all your photo albums can just fit on your phone. So you, it's much easier to have um, a full media rich life yeah. full of memories and everything like that yeah. in a, a tiny house with uh with oh yeah that's technology. right that's a good point you make yeah you can still have all your memories and all your nickety necks you just have pictures of them <laughs> um darren was saying that the the film was an origin story it, back to age of ultron uh for vision and that was the best part of the film um yeah we it would have been nice to get more of vision and to get more of the chemistry between him and Scarlet Witch and, um, uh, you know, Elizabeth Olsen, who I think is a very fine actress. Um, and, it, you know, so Paul Bettany um, plays Vision. Okay. And you can just glaze over this part. But I think it's really interesting because he's the voice of Jarvis, who's the, the computer. Oh. And uh, it's, they, I, you know, they, they cast him early on in the Iron Man films. I don't know if they knew that he was going to play Vision back then. Okay. But it just so happens he's a symmetrically beautiful, tall, you know, handsome actor uh, who has a, a good Jarvis voice. So they lucked out on that. Either they lucked out on that or they'd had some amazing planning to make oh, that happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, that's gotten, all we'll speak about that. Wait, we have gotten some tweets. Uh Okay, so really quick for Chris Miller, he is, he is also demanding, please, to mention Stephen Kruger's balls. Stephen Kruger's balls. Don't give him money for underwear. He has plenty of money for underwear. Don't, if you can, if there's a way you can hack into his funding campaign and just steal it, please do. Um, hackers out there. At Tomorrow's Peleg, uh, says, oh yeah. Hello. Um, and then we also have got a notice about uh, a GoFundMe project called GoCleanWaterless.com. Now, I have not read about it. But let's just plug it anyhow. But we plug it anyhow. Let's well, we can check it out. GoCleanWaterless.com is a plant-based, silicone-free, biodegradable car care products designed for superior cleaning and unparalleled protection with using a lot less water, I guess. Oh, that's really nice. And we sh you know who we should tell about that is uh, Bill, so oh. that he can keep his Ford Focus. He's beautiful. A beautiful Ford, Ford Focus, Focus up to the maximum resale value with a nice clean paint job. Yeah. And without having to use water. He expresses his regrets for uh, missing today's show. Um, but he did say that directing is God. Uh, I think he said it was it's goddamn hard. Yeah, uh, and I so, can picture that. Yeah, so he is in the weeds, and let's all send him uh, uh, good vibes. LOL. Um, and you're listening to the what is it? What do he say? You're you're listening to the Nuna podcast, Left Coast Edition, top of the hour. It is top of the hour. Thank you for doing that. Totally un. Uh, unprompted, she just jumped right in and, and pulled, took the reins. Um, all right, so why don't we uh, why don't we, why don't we uh, get into the mail sack just because? Really? Yeah, and then we can come back. Okay. But, you know, just to. I have a giveaway too. 
Oh, well, let's get to the giveaway then. I brought you some things to give away. Oh, who, who do I get to decide if I want them or not? Or yes. does it have to take them? No, you can decide. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Jonna's giveaway. I mean, Giselle's giveaway. <laughs> okay. Here is the first item of the giveaway is a dog brush. Oh, I need that desperately. Do you? Fantastic. There you are. That belonged to my mother for her doggies. And I've met your, those doggies. They're very sweet. Their names was Jake and Sadie. They now live with a no- wonderful, nice lady in Ojai, California. With horses. With horses. Meet a horse and they're old friends, the horse and the doggies. And uh, my mother would be very happy about that, but I forgot to give to the lady this dog brush, and so I give to you. So that's number one. Thank very you. good. I'm going to make a sweater from the, the dog hair. Dog I, hair, yeah. I'm going to card the wool and then spin it into thread. And Second item is a deck of playing cards. Uh, are, are they? From the Fantasy Springs Resort. Exit I-10 at Golf Center Parkway. Uh... Okay. Deck of cards. Right. I'll practice my flourishes with it. Ooh. Yeah, my double lifts and You're palms. a very flourishy guy. Mm-hmm. And the third oh, wait, there's thing, more? The third thing... But wait, there's more. ...is a bag of staples. <laughs> Swing line. Oh, okay, this is, this is a children's toy. It's called bag of staples. <laughs> and, uh, Standard staples. There's a box of staples and also three or some o- older. extra staples outside. Do you need staples? They're flavored by... Bubblegum flavored staples. Fun for the whole family. Do you need a box of staples? Uh, sure. I mean, I have a stapler. You do? You don't have a stapler? I do, but I have two boxes already <laughs> at home. My mother was a bit of a staple hoarder. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yeah, that was how she was known as at, in the neighborhood. She would walk around. Oh, stay away from There's, her. She's the staple hoarder. Oh. <laughs> Watch out for the manholes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking since we're getting more and more digitized there's actually less use for big stapled stacks of paper oh yeah no I haven't used this I've used a stapler probably once in the past six months well then you don't need those staples I might okay I'm I happy might go to on a staple binge I'm Michael Binhock says that I heard the Mar- that Marvel plotted out their movies 20 years in advance I don't know about that I mean, there's, they might have put a slate out. I know that they have a slate that goes for years, years, and years, but, you know, someone has to write them. And, um, and I know that there's some basis in existing comic book, uh, lore, but I don't know if they cast, uh, Vision 20 years in advance. Hmm. You know? So who knows? Maybe they have a little, maybe it's like the Dalai Lama. You know, when the, uh, oh, the, yeah. the llamas get reincarnated and so all of a sudden there's some little five-year-old and they say, you're it. Um, so maybe they have picked out a little five-year-old actor and they say, you're going to be Vision, you're it. So a bunch of, yeah. L-O-L. L-O-L. Yeah. He's the chosen one. He's the chosen Paul one. Paul Bettany. Uh, a bunch of people have tweeted in that they enjoy the nighttime ones. We're going to do, we're going to bring back, uh, we're going to have Dan in one of those because I think... He, he would he, like the nighttime one too, but at the very came least, to a part-time one. He we should have in the last we one. should have him come next week. Everybody's tweeting in have for for Dan to come next okay. week. Yes and yes and yes. All right, we'll get that fucker in here. Ugh. You know who do tweet in at tomorrow's Peleg? Yes, I already mentioned him. I just like to say his name. <laughs> so Jadlin, 
and everybody else, Mark, will will do a nighttime. We'll bring back Dan next Tuesday, and then we'll make sure we have do a nighttime one with him because nighttime Dan is a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll do that before he goes back to iZombie, which I hope everyone has been watching. It's been a re- really, really good show. Star, she's a Kiwi girl. She's very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like when you say nighttime, Dan, we need to have Barry White music playing. Nighttime, bow, Dan. Bow, bow. Hey, everybody, this is Nighttime Dan. Nighttime Dan. Bringing you the nighttime sweetness. So all, soft and low. All is quiet at the midnight hour. LOL. I'm, LOL. I'm here with you till the morning light. Hey, pretty lady. <laughs> That was spot on Dan. All right, here we go. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Speaking of Dan. Mail sack, mail sack. I want to get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. Eh, kind of great. Liam writes in and says, Good morning, Smurps. I'm turning 19 on Thursday. Happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. That is this Thursday? Uh, either, I think it's this Thursday. Which probably for those people who are listening last Thursday? to the, once this goes on the website, it will be Thursday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you are listening to this now, you're in the future. I think it's last week though. Oh, uh, if you're listening to the future, you're in the past. <laughs> you will be. You just blew my mind. Ah. Uh, and he was wondering if he could get some a few pieces of advice for adult life. Unfortunately, oh. I can't listen live, by the way. Thanks again, Bill, for the food suggestion for my trip into Cleveland. Good. Liam would like adult life advice. Uh, there's so much. Yeah, just pick one. Mm. Well... I like those four agreements somebody was mentioning. Ugh. You don't like those anymore? No, we just want to freshen up the, the content. Okay, freshen up the content. Uh, nobody cares as much about you as you think they do. And I mean this in a good way. You don't have to worry about it because mostly people are always just worried about themselves. So they're not really noticing what you're doing, what you're wearing. You don't have to worry so much. I would say take risks save money that's a good idea both of those yeah live if you live frugally then you have you can save up money for really good fun things or but you should also take risks because you're you're 19 you have like that's a perfect time to um to just do something risky and and uh but also put your your heart and soul into those risks because it's one thing to be stupidly risky and say, oh, I'm going to be an actor and move to Hollywood. And then you just come here and you're a barista for the next 15 years. If you don't come here with a plan, you know, it's one thing to take a risk. It's another thing to take a, a risk at, and do it smartly. Yeah, yeah. Experiences are more fun than objects. And don't they say uh, in life you, reg- you will regret the things you did not do more than the things you did do right all the so things you go did, for it the, all the things you do make you who you are the things you don't do also just build regrets you yeah know? senor smoke um but happy birthday happy and birthday thank Liam. you so much for for emailing us let us know uh, what you did on your birthday yeah zach from pittsburgh he, he's 
wrote in last week with the pictures of the makeup stuff. Oh, wait a minute. Ho- also, one more piece of, I'm sorry, one more piece of... Um, no, you had one. I gave you one chance. No, I'm going no. to steal another one no, 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 from, Liam, from under you. Liam is, uh, he's stuck. Like if you're a chicken, I'm going to take your egg. How dare you? <laughs> you have another one tomorrow. All right. Uh, you can take Steve's since he's not here to give it. Or, or, or Liam, wear a condom. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah, that that's always it's really good advice every time, because uh, an unwanted baby that will really change the trajectory of your life. Uh, there was a a high schooler um, who was doing a uh, a sex test. You know, um, hold on, give me give me a second. Keep a written about. test, like on sexual education. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he was taking the test, and. Okay, so she's a 14-year-old, and she was answering these questions about, like, objections to condoms and, like, what your response should be if if a guy says, oh, I don't want to wear a condom. Um, and then, so she wrote, like, uh, so if you say, like, oh, I'm, uh, so it was all these objections and when you're supposed to write the response to them. So, ah, objections yeah, to wearing a condom. Yeah, don't worry, I'm on the pill. And then she writes, I don't want AIDS. I'm clean, I don't run around, I don't have infections. And her response was, go fuck yourself. Condoms don't feel good, it won't be natural. Being pregnant doesn't feel good either. Anyhow, she, so she wrote these very snarky answers, like, um, I'm embarrassed to use a condom. And then her response was, look at all the fucks I give. <laughs> and so really funny, very smart responses. Uh, and of course, she was suspended for that. Oh, yeah. see, Yay. that's crazy. Great sense of humor world. Uh, so Zach, who... she, You know why? She did not put LOL. Oh, that's, so they, right. they thought, that's what they thought. you need. <laughs> hey, Chris Miller, oh, here we he go had tweets. one. He tweeted in, that zombie could bite me and I wouldn't mind LOL. <laughs> it's the LOL, Chris. That's, that's why I'm reading. I, I, I thought you were serious until I read the LOL. <laughs> and then I realized you were just being a joke. Yeah, she's super cute. Um, oh, so uh, Chris Miller also said that uh, Paul Bettany was mentioned in an interview that he wasn't told about Vision. So it's likely that it wasn't planned that he would be uh, the Vision And um, when he signed on in 2008. And Chris Brown is in Edinburgh. And he's sadly missing the show. No, you're not. You're happily missing the show because you're in Edinburgh. How fucking awesome is that? We'll have to make my sister listen to the pod on Saturday. Or you could listen to it yourself when you come back. Let us know what you're doing in Edinburgh. Is that is Fringe Festival right now? Oh, is it? I don't know. Have you ever been to Fringe Festival? I never have. I oh. would like to. Bet it is really fun. Yeah. Um, I would like to go too. Uh, but I'll bet it's a scene. Like back in the day... It was probably really fun. Now it's probably a scene. I don't like you scenes. Ugh. You don't like scenes? No, scenes are... Ugh. I think you have more and more in common with that agoraphobic lady. Yeah, that's true. I went to one Edinburgh festival, ended up in a manhole <laughs> for an hour and a half. And I got a standing O for it. <laughs> that's performance art. I got signed by UTA. <laughs> um, Zach Stewart, who did, did the haunted house makeup, you know, he had the ventriloquist makeup and he took oh, the photos. Yeah. And, um, he says, thanks for the kind words about my makeup for Scarehouse. If it was implied that I do it myself, I want to stress, and this is very big of him, that they have professional artists to do the makeup. I have no skills in that area. Uh, some of the artists, uh, Krista Lee Lima, well, he sent the the links. I'm not going to send those links out. But the, okay. ha- the haunt, haunt itself 
is at www.scarehouse.com. So feel free to tweet to those links if you like. Oh, I'm not going to. Scarehouse. <laughs> yeah, scarehouse.com. Scarehouse. And uh, yeah, go. Good. Have you ever been to a haunted house? Yes, one time. Uh, I forget where. In some place. When I was traveling around the country, a lot of times for doing my buttons and going to meetings and all of this, all over the country, and there was a haunted house, and you go, you make your way slowly up three flights through different rooms, three flights to the top floor, and then at the very end, you get to slide down oh, nice. three stories in the dark. It sounds terrifying. It was really fun. <laughs> the slide was the best part. I'm an easy scare. You just, you know, tap me on the back, and if I'm not expecting it, I will scream. Oh, I was about to tap you on the back. Uh, you know, here in LA, they used to have this thing called Hell House. Oh. Were, you, were you familiar with that? No. Did you go? Oh, I did go. Scary. So, um, so it was in an abandoned um, Acapulco Mexican restaurant. Oh, and that's it, very scary. Yeah, very scary. But no, this is based on the because these, the food is not good there. The um, <laughs> Pretty greasy. Uh, this is based on the, the Christian Hell House. You know, they have these kits where they... Are you familiar with those? No. Where they they have uh, these haunted houses that are meant to set you straight on. Like, I got a, an abortion and now I'm in hell. I went to oh. a rave and now I'm in hell. And they you go from room to room and you see them act out little scenarios of like, oh, oh it started out with a puff of marijuana. Then it went to heroin. Now I'm in hell. Oh, I get it. Yeah. And then at the end, they say there's like a Jesus is, is crucified there. And, and so they invite you to go into a room where they try to convert you into, uh, to, uh, Christianity. Um, and to be a born again. And so the, the, these are kits that you can buy and you license, you know, and they, they tell you how to set it up in each room. So these comedians, they got the kit and then they, they put it up in, in these houses, uh, or in, in LA. And then, you know, it's sort of tongue in cheek, but they did it word for word. And it, for, it's hilarious in that context. I don't know. So like, you know, I think, you know, Patton Oswalt participated and, yeah. and it's really great. And then, then when it got back to them, they they revoked the license for that. So, but then they, they say, "No, you cannot do it." Ironically, yeah. So, but then they Only continued sincere. to do it in the spirit of it, and it was really fun to go and see it and go from room to room. And then a friend of the show, Phil Lamar, was there doing scaring people. And then afterwards, he was just like, "Hey, Marty, what's up? Let's go hang out." You know, so, so, oh, yeah. nice. So I might see him this weekend. Um, I know who that actor is because he was in Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. He got his head blown off in the car. Yeah, I think that's what he's most known for. But he's been on the show before. Yeah. Our show. Oh, he have. Yeah, he should come again. I, I think he's a good actor. Oh, and he's the nicest guy. Oh. And yeah, yeah. And his kids are really great. Uh, hey, meanwhile, then Etheridge point out to please to watch I Zombie tonight on the CW network at CWI Zombie, and it's at nine p.m. tonight. And he say the word "damn it." Mm -hmm. Well, geez. I hope people are watching it besides. Is uh, damn it is like the opposite of LOL, or is a different thing you can say to to add emphasis to your thing? Like you would say, "Hey, I have to get, I have to change my socks." Damn it, LOL. <laughs> well, now you just neutralized it. Oh, you, they they cancel each yeah, other cancel out. Each other out. Yeah, that means nothing. What if? Oh, what if you say, "I have to change my socks." LOL. Damn it. 
Do that make it extra LOL? LOL, damn it. I don't know. L. I think, I, I think we're just old I'm people who don't. It. Yeah, you're overthinking it. There's an emoji for that. Um, an overthinking emoji? Mm-hmm. It's I a know. contemplative poop. <laughs> Uh, Senor Smoke is listening live. Hello, Senor Smoke. Leo writes in, uh, Leo from Finland, uh, the title of this email is Shits on Fire. I, ha- <laughs> I have to write you to tell you this story. Since the 1st of April, I've been employed. Hooray! Yay, congratulations! Uh, since then, I've started to listen to this morning show on my refreshing walk to work. Last, w- work, uh, last week, when Steve introduced the Gay Fire Brigade, uh, it was one of the rare moments that I couldn't even breathe because how funny that was. I literally had to stop and lean on the wall of an underpass to support, uh, to get support whilst waiting for the laughing fit to subside. Whilst. Whilst. No, whilst. W- whilst. 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 We need an audio, uh, audio email. Yeah. Uh, so I hope to hear this sketch, this bit, if you will, sometime in the future, as a delicious treat. Uh, because let me tell you, nothing is better than starting your day with a massive belly laugh. Yours, Leo from Finland. Oh, thank you, Leo. Get that the was- house! Shit's on fire! <laughs> yeah. That's Steven Kruger. He got me. I was laughing at it, too. That was really funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. Stuart. Uh, this next one's from Ray, and he sent uh, sent us an audio one. Oh wait, let me plug in. Let me plug. All right. Will you plug me? No, I can't reach. I'm doing something. How do I plug? Mm. Okay, so then I can hear it. Okay, here we go. Uh, here's Ray. Okay. Morning, Murph. Morning. This is uh, Ray from North Carolina. Hi. Hey, so I had a quick question. Okay. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on, like, low-income housing? And should I feel bad uh, for voting down uh, the rezoning of low-income housing in the neighborhood that I'm built again? Uh, some lady yelled at me the other day saying that since I was black, that I was insensitive for voting down this housing thoughts um that's a really great question that's very provocative and interesting because uh in la homelessness is just a huge problem if you drive under any uh in like around this neighborhood any underpass is just full of tents um because and they're like little places off the highway that there's just tents everywhere and downtown in skid row tents everywhere and and uh it's it's really sad that there's not low income housing that's available um but do you have a thought about this it's not a subject i have thought about very much uh but uh i understand where ray is coming from you know it, we want this and that and and all these s- certain social programs or this and that, but then we say, well, I don't, but I don't want it close to me. Right. It's, it's not the, in it's, my backyard. It's nimbyism. Yeah, no, nimbyism. Yeah, and I understand that. I understand that. Uh, I think I would feel the same way too. I would not want to live. I mean, I, I would like to live among families and people trying to work hard and make a good community. I don't care what their income is, but if it's just people hanging out and, and doing, uh, doing drugs or acting crazy, 
I would not want to live near people doing drugs and acting crazy. But at the same time, you want the homelessness problem to be right. addressed, and you right. want you want there to be access to low income housing for for low income families. Yeah. So yeah, I totally uh, get it, Ray. Like. You invest a, a shitload of money into your home and you want to protect your children and you want them to be in the most, um, frankly, the most we- wealthy neighborhood that they can be in, right? You know, because we equate wealth with safety and, and nice, niceness. So I get why you would vote against it. Um, but I also think that as much as we, we, it's important for us to be selfish about our families, we also have to think about the communities and, so I, I don't know what what the pro, what the right answer is. I know that in Utah uh, they have a big um, uh, a big homeless uh, low income housing project where that has uh, reduced homelessness by ninety one percent, where they just pay for housing for people. And what is the quality of life in those housings? Oh, it's uh, very high. Like, really nice. Yeah, I mean, I only know anecdotally because I saw a TV thing where. That this homeless man was showing off his his uh, you know his toaster his George Foreman grill oh. and, you know and it's just like that's great like do they also offer you know vocational training job placement job training social services um, I think that I don't know but I think that if you give housing that it it immediately uh, gives self esteem and it gives opportunity to to do stuff to have um, the ability to seek out jobs and, yeah. and if you're not worried about sleeping in a dumpster, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think I understand Ray, why you were, why you voted against it. And, um, but, and I'm sure that you support low income housing, but if not your neighborhood, then where, and where, where would you think, you know, uh, it, it, what do you think is right? Um, but I, th- I, I get why you voted against it. I'm, I don't have kids, so it's easy for me to, um, to be uh, say like, oh, it's not a you know, I'm I'm all for it. But if I had kids and in a place with like lots of homeless people, I probably would have not homeless people, but uh, where homeless people were moving into homes, I would probably have an issue with it. Um, by the way, I am drinking this blue fly, a blue bottle coffee. It's like this really expensive coffee from San Francisco. Huh? And it is so jacked with caffeine. I am just bouncing off the Are walls. you? You seem kind of calm to me. No, I did LOL. not notice. This is for real. Are you going to do a dance number? I'm going to do some kind of number. Um. <laughs> Where did you... Oh, did you... You got that when you was up there for business? Um, my lady friend bought it for me. Aww, she was in San Francisco last she's week. She's sweet. Mm-hmm. Is it locally sourced or organically There's no intonated? local... There's no local coffee. The lo- most local coffee we can get here is like from Hawaii or Costa Rica. Oh, okay. Or Mexico, I guess. Mexico. Yeah. But um, uh, but no, it's just really fancy. But I just recently bought some uh, fair trade organic green coffee beans that I'll roast uh, as we go along. So, um, have you ever roasted coffee? Are oh, you not a coffee drinker? Are you? No. Remember we talked about it uh, last week. Hmm. Uh. I, because I had coffee last week and it was uh, uh, challenging for me. So I'm, I'm not really a drinker of it. Oh, sorry. That's what my reading glasses again. Hey, drink. <laughs> drink a, drink from right. your pink ascot. No, not you. The listeners. Um, that was, that was uh, Bill's 
drinking. Right, thing. that's right. Every yeah. time I hit the microphone with with my glasses. That is funny. I didn't notice that until he mentioned it, and it does happen every single. I week. know. That's amazing. Angie writes in. Hello, everyone. I'm a long-time listener and a first-time caller. Hello, Yay. Angie. Uh, thank you, guys. Hey, for, hey thank that's you for doing that, that song. Angie. Angie. Yes, yeah, she is that song. Where will it take us from? Hey, Angie. Angie. She's a Nederlander. She's a what? What? A Nederlander. She's from the Netherlands. Yeah, I realized that the Netherlands is different from Holland. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does she write? She says, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I've been searching the internet trying to find your email address. Noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Noonerpodcast at gmail.com. I made an attempt to write you guys last year or so, but my sent my mail through the Smodco website. I'm guessing Ming uh, <laughs> didn't like my rant about how much I dislike him. <laughs> oh, poor Ming. We love Ming. Uh, you were the only Smodco Smorning show I listened to. I delete the rest. Wow. Oh. I, I guess that's great. Thank Yay. you. I really appreciate to hear it. Um, I also made an attempt to listen live and tweet in with everyone else. I made a Twitter account just for that reason, but I could not get it to work. Um, you might have some internet problems. I'm having connectivity Con- problems. Connectivity problems. Yeah. Uh, I'm writing to, I don't know, get shit off my chest. I had a very difficult month. I was supposed to go to Nepal with my boyfriend's family for a three-week vacation. When we arrived at the airport, the baggage lady refused to take our bags because she said we needed a visa to recheck our baggage in India before we arrived in Nepal. Oh, that sounds incredibly complicated. Wow, how complex. Yeah. We were very upset since we were planning this vacation for six months or more. Our vacation planner has been doing this trip for six years and none of his clients has had ever needed a visa for rechecking baggage oh, in India. I've never heard of that. That is so frustrating when you have some big plan and then one little functionary person can Just, gum up the whole thing. Yeah. Sorry, I won't give you the stamp you need. Yeah. My parents... Oh, that's so frustrating. My parents, they were going on a cruise and they went to Florida to get on the boat and then they realized that they, my father forgot his passports. The, their passports and they had to have them FedExed so they spent two days in Miami waiting for them to come oh, wow and then they had to fly and join the cruise later but that's that's their fault yeah <laughs> and they were so my father was so embarrassed because he never forgets this stuff but, yeah um, so anyhow Angie writes on one week after our failed vacation a drunk person crashed into our car on parked on the street <gasps> thankfully no one was hurt but our car was destroyed wait another week and we find out about the horrible earthquake that happened uh, that has collapsed Nepal. This is very upsetting since we were scheduled to return from our Nepal vacation on May 3rd. Uh, to know that we were so close to tragedy was quite a mind fuck. Wow. The reasoning uh, for not letting us on the plane was so random from a bitchy baggage lady that we could have just as easily been in the middle of that nightmare that is Nepal right now. Many of the villages that we were supposed to uh, see have now been completely flattened. Yeah. Um, and to top things off, three days ago, our cat of seven years died of kidney failure. It has oh. been very hard on my boyfriend and me. Oh, Angie. Angie. My heart go out to her. That's a my lot of... My heart goes out to her. Angie. Angie. That's sad. That's a lot of hard things up and down and all around. 
Life. I'm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just sounds like the the the. You're just grasping for a platitude to to. What make can you say? That's a lot to have to deal with. I feel for her. Life. Yeah. Ultimately, what can we do? Lol. Life just keep happening to us. I'm writing now because I was listening to your podcast yesterday and I've not laughed this hard since, well, since, well, the week before I listened to your podcast. Oh. The week before when I listened to your podcast. That's With sweet. all of the crap that has been going on, it's such a relief to listen to you all each week, especially Giselle's optimism. Gosh, she is such a ball of warm sunshine. Thank you. Thanks for much for what you do. I really, uh, you've really helped so much this month to bring a smile to my face. Oh. I will try to write in more. Uh, thank you all so much. What Angie. a sweet lady. Okay, here's the thing I will say to you. Uh, you had a difficult month. Yeah, it sucks that you didn't make that Nepal trip, and hopefully you got you got refunded for everything. But you did miss you d- horrible tragedy. I mean, it, that might have saved your life. Um, so that's one way to look at it. And of course, it's, I feel for everything that's going on over there and it's terrible and it's terrible that planes can't fly into Kathmandu right now. Um, there are people still stuck there who can't get out. Um, so I think that you, um, it was a blessing in disguise. And then the car parked on the street, hopefully everyone was insured and you're going to get reimbursed for that. But nobody was hurt and you weren't in the car. So that's another blessing, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, some things are blessings, some things are not blessings. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, in a sense, all of these things that happen to us, they are like waves on the surface of the ocean. Sometimes big rough waves, sometimes nice and smooth. Sometimes we don't know uh, till years later if it was big or smooth or small and rough or whatever. But the underneath it all, in deep in the ocean is our awareness, you know, our, this just the fact that we exist, that we get to be and be alive and see what is going on and have our time uh, in existence. And that is the deep, quiet ocean underneath all the waves on the surface. Mm-hmm. So I'm like you when you listen to me talk about politics. When I talk about the deep waves, <laughs> the deep ocean of our existence, oh, you totally. glaze right over. Oh, no, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. And then glaze right uh-huh. over. Mm. Oh, yeah. So she have a lot of rough waves yeah. these and, days. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, the cat dying is... That's s- sad It's one. sad. That's really one sad. of the most painful things is when our a pets pet die. die. Oh, but so sad. the years that you had with your cat um, is... Those are glorious times. You know. See, now this is something interesting. When I have mm-hmm. had people or think I've had uh, my mother die was really sad for me and a cat, some cats. And when people come to me and they try to cheer me up with, oh, but you have your memories and all this and that. I, I feel like saying, yeah, I know that. I know that I have those memories, but don't try to minimize the sadness. No, absolutely Because not. it's just sad. It is sad. And, and I think people, uh, we sometimes get uncomfortable with just allowing things to be sad for a while yeah. or, or be hard. Sometimes that justice life is going to be sad and hard for a while, and we don't need to try to fix it or make it go away. We can just say, hey, I understand. It's really hard right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've lost so many uh, animals. and oh. uh, And it's, it, you know, one of the things that, I, the way I, I think about it is that when you adopt an animal, 
uh, you're immediately signing up for the death of that animal and controlling the death of that animal. Yeah. And it's a, it's a big responsibility and it's really sad. And, but, um, I just, I love my animals. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, listen, uh, Chris Miller also just tweet in a link to just coffee co-op, which I think is just coffee.coop. Okay. Let me get the URL. And you say it is apparently a fair trade uh, coffee company. Well, Just coffee dot co-op. Okay. C-O-O-P. Um, but I, I have fun. I don't even drink that much coffee. But I like having um, the coffee roaster. And it's pretty fun. And it's getting fair trade organic coffee. And then roasting nice. it to my own. Oh, you roasted it yourself. Yes, I mentioned that before. You did, I must have been spacing out. You glazed over. I'm like, sorry. Oh, you roast your own mm-hmm. in the toaster oven? No, I have a, a coffee roaster. A George Foreman grill? George Foreman grill. It's a George Foreman <laughs> coffee roaster. You can do anything. Yeah. Um, you have a coffee roaster. Is that big? Is it no, a big it, device? It, it looks like a an, an popcorn popper, like one of those air popcorn poppers. Oh. Do the beans, the coffee beans bounce around, ticky, ticky, ticky? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they go ticky, ticky against the plastic housing? Uh, the glass housing, and they they do. Ticky, ticky, ticky. Oh, zh. Uh, uh, how long do it taste, take to roast? Maybe 10 minutes, 8 minutes. And how many beans? Just for one cup? Uh, no, for like um, uh, probably a couple pots. Couple pots? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you do uh, several couple, days? Couple in pot. Couple pot. Couple pot. And tomorrow's Peleg. <laughs> Would like a couple pot. <laughs> um, and then Jenny Marie says that there's yummy organic non-GMO coffee at Costco of all places. It's farmer friendly too. Good. I told you that I read in the news mm-hmm. uh, or somebody was tweeting on the internet that uh, Costco is a good company. They treat their employees really they fairly do. and, and decent pay. Al- and they're have, always very nice benefits. there. They are. Yeah. My mother, she loves Costco. I, I tell love, you this. She I love me some it. Costco. She would go there. Uh, Carolyn writes in and says, it makes me sad that those of us who are faithful listeners never get a shout out because we don't do it live. Oh. Okay. That's okay. Tweet in. We At shout. Rosie Carolyn. Shout out. Yay. Rosie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Carolyn has written in before. Oh, it, her Carolyn, name is can, Carolyn and yeah. the Rosie is an adjective. I guess. Like she have a rosy disposition. Mm-hmm. So we'll send in an That's email. Sweet. Fill our sack. Ask a question. <laughs> All right. Here's an here's an audio one. We made a a, a call to action to um, Is Lillian, this Lillian Jane. Oh, here we go. To uh, because she was going to a poetry thingy, and so she, she writes poetry. Mm-hmm. And so she sent in a poem. Let us hear. All right. This morning, Smurps. This is Lillian Jane. Two Sundays ago, you requested a poem, so here goes. What if statues built on hills for dying kings were made of pills, and each who loved him took a trip, and at the end they lost their grip? Left was right and right was wrong. The sky was pink, the ocean bronze. What if girls could levitate, and all the boys had altered states? The world was orange and green and blue, and what if I belonged to you? We could run and jump and kiss. Our infinite would just be bliss. What if life was just a game? Would love be love if I were sane? What if love was just a thing? With every morrow a song to sing? What if loss was all I feel? What if none of this was real? (gasps) Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed. 
Yes, I did. I enjoyed that very much. Thank you, Lily and Jane. Lily and Jane, that was really great. It have a familiar structure, but within that, it have really fresh imagery and uh, imagery. Imagery, however you like to say it, lol, and uh, and fresh imagery and very um, what's the word? Like it's um, insistent. There was an urgency to the to the. What ifs? It have a lot of momentum. That piece. I was really carried along. It felt like a horse cantering. Oh yeah. Yeah. The the, the reading good, of good. it had the bone, the bone, the bone, and it's moving forward. And that statue made of pills. I, I'm thinking about it. Seeing that, that was really great. What a great poem. Well, thank you, Lily and Jane, for sending that. Yeah. Piece. Thank you very much. Jadelyn lost her cat. 15 years yesterday I wasn't there and I'm heartbroken yeah that's really I'm so sorry I'm so sorry too and I hope your cat went didn't suffer um, just so sad yeah so sad to have to say goodbye I would love to have a cat but I'm a but my dogs would kill it yeah they yeah um, sometimes you see pictures on the internet of the doggy oh somebody have just adopted yesterday they put a picture on the internet of a dog and a cat they originally went to just go adopt the cat but the dog and cat were such good friends from Aww. foster care they were best of friends that they could not be split up and so the family say okay we take them both and they show a little picture of them cuddling together Aww. little kitty and doggy my parents just put their dog to sleep uh, a couple oh, months ago so and sad. they the cat and the dog used to sleep in the bed together oh, so they're sad. so cute very sweet Jadelyn, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. That's really rough. Um, no LOL. No LOL. Uh, so I'm not a huge poetry person. I'm, I don't listen to lyrics of songs. I mean, mm. I know the lyrics of some songs, but I just, I, it requires a type of thinking, abstract thinking that I'm just not accustomed to. Yeah. You know, I don't like to contemplate words. I like to just get the gist of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I don't, yeah, I don't pay attention to lyrics at all. And did you pay attention to Lily and Jane's? I did. And uh, and I just requires a type of thinking that I'm, my mind doesn't yeah. doesn't uh, I to. like it. If I was uh, uh, what I would like to do is uh, I would have to listen again and a little slower. She was really nice and considerate of uh the podcast time uh, so she read it really quickly but ideally i would like to hear it a little slower so that i can really savor each of those images and each of those questions um yeah it's not i think that poetry is a lot like a plate of pettifors you know what is pettifors those mm-hmm, little desserts delicious. And so they're like, each one is an exquisite little delicious jewel. Each stanza or phrase or yeah, you know, rhyming each couplet. Um, they're nice to consider. I guess so. I guess so. I, I, I could study it more. Or else I could continue reading comic books. Yeah, I books don't mind. I did finish uh, Ready Player One, by the way. Oh, you said that. Yeah. yeah did you like it? It's awesome. It's a really good book. If, for, if anybody likes pop culture... Uh, and uh, a fun science fiction-y type of, you know, cyber uh, uh, fun adventure. You should read Ready Player One and not wait for the Steven Spielberg movie, but I'm sure he'll do a great job with it because it's an, he's an imaginative filmmaker and it's an imaginative book. 
This episode brought to you by Ready Player One. Hey, should I read it first or listen to it uh, or wait for the movie or do both or what should I do? I don't know. Do you, What was the last book you read? Uh, I'm in the middle of a crime thriller. I like crime thrillers. Um, what, Which one? It's by David Baldacci. Balducci. Balducci, Baldacci. Mm-hmm. It's called The Escape. Uh-huh. Some guy have escaped. Did you get it at an airport? Uh, the internet gave it to me. Oh, nice. I have an e- e-Kindle or something like this. Um, E-book. I'm reading it on the E. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah that's what I read. Uh, no, I read Red Player One. Yeah, on the E-book thing. But the last good, serious book that I read, uh, I read Middlemarch recently. That was really good. House of Leaves was an interesting book. Girl on the Train. That's what I just... Oh, I, I listened to that. Did you like it? Yeah, it's okay. It started out good, but then the whole mystery thing was just like, mm. Uh, Darren said, I wonder who started this whole audio email caboodle. LOL. I wonder who it could be. LOL. L-O-L. Uh, well, send us a I new say, one. <laughs> I would like to speak to you live. Darren. I say. Darren, when is our anniversary? It's sometime in June. Maybe we should have an evening podcast celebrating. The, the anniversary of this show? Yeah. Oh. yeah the, when we first did the Nooner. How um, many how many times did you start ago? I don't know. You see, there are three years, three years maybe. Wow! Yeah, something You're like that. You're pretty consistent. Um, this next one is another audio one. Okay, it's from uh, Naked Jedi seventy two. <laughs> that is way too descriptive. <laughs> that means that there's a forty four year old naked Jedi out there, and seventy one others before him. Uh, no, I thought it was the year that he was born. Oh, I thought he's number 72. Or 43 year old. 43 72 naked Jedi's led the big parade. Top of the morning, Smurfs! Is what naked Jedi 72 says. I've attached my ringtone. Hearing it makes me chuckle every time someone calls me. Just a little something to fill your second. Great show! All right, here we go. Oh, that's an. Everybody has that one. For your balls. For your balls. <laughs> I have a mouthful of grimace. <laughs> Steven Kruger's balls. Steven Kruger's balls. Yay. I hope everyone's happy. <laughs> really, uh, I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that, um, Naked Jedi. Jedi. I love that. Please don't send any selfies of you, Naked Jedi. I would like to see a selfie. All right. Send us a selfie. Uh, particularly if you have a nice, uh, if you have a good pot belly. Do you have a nice pretty pot belly? Oh, there was a thing yesterday on BuzzFeed. Little Buddha belly. Celebrating dad bodies. Yeah. And, you know, showing Jason Siegel and Vince Vaughn and Jack Black and every... And you know what? I don't think we should celebrate that. Of course we should. Why? What's because, sexy about that? Uh, what is sexy is human beings being beautiful and comfortable in their own skin. And please to start letting go of these ideas that everybody have to conform to a physical norm. It just creates so much suffering for people feeling bad about themselves. You should feel bad about yourself no. if you have a pot belly. No, you can have a little Buddha belly. It's nice. I'm working. I don't want my Buddha belly. I want my Buddha belly to go back to... See, you're suffering because of it. So much mental suffering. No, it's... it's uh, You're dissatisfied with yourself. You're judging yourself. Why shouldn't you? You should judge yourself. 
You should absolutely judge yourself. You no, should be happy with yourself. about these things. About what things? About meaningless things like how big your Buddha belly is, if you have a Buddha belly. But it's it's not meaningless. We have... I don't know, but what you should judge yourself. You should... No, you should get off your own case. Oh, no, I think you should... You should just free up that energy to be creative and be loving and be kind and... Don't worry about yourself so much. You're doing fine. Nobody care about your Buddha belly. They really don't. I care. No, you just have been watching too many Kardashian shows. Or I've never seen a Kardashian show. That. But, I, I, but once I get rid of my Buddha belly, I'm going to be on on it. <laughs> For realsies. There was a picture of a guy. He, and from the thumbnail, it looked like he had a really big six-pack. And then I click on it, and it turned out he just have taped some dinner rolls around his belly. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> funny picture. Um, last email is from Tony. Hi, my name is Tony Kaufman. I hail from Joplin, Missouri. Uh, this is the first time I've written. Yay! Hello, Joplin, Missouri. Uh, I recently Tony. conquered the ultimate Marvel marathon in which I sat through 11 films culminating in Avengers Age of Ultron. I was awake for 27 hours in a movie theater. So you officially have an honorary Avenger as a fan. Congratulations. I attached a, a picture of the medal I was awarded. That is crazy. Wow. All 20, all 11 Marvel Universe wow. films. That is... Uh, and then it, to end on Age of Ultron, I wonder, like, did you enjoy it? Because it's like, are you tweeting? What? No. Are you tweeting? Just a little bit. It's not even count as tweeting. It's just a tweet. Just tweet. I'm just what, what does it say? Well, Chris Miller. I like him. He's nice. Yes, we love Chris Miller. He tweeted that he would like to record one, but he wouldn't know how to send it. So I'm just tweeting uh, that he should do it because the Google will teach him how to send it. Just check Google. Yeah. Um. That's all. There we yeah, go. just do it, do it on your on your phone or your um, record a voice memo on your phone or computer and send it to noonerpodcast at gmail.com. You know that you As an address. attachment. As an attachment, yeah. an MP3 or something like this. It was June, Darren, because remember, I remember that we the first episode we talked about June gloom, which we are having in May right now. Um, everything's out of whack. Everything's out of whack. The jacarandas oh. is already blossoming. But I stole some peaches off of a tree. Or not stole. They were hanging on the sidewalk. And they were ripe. <gasps> In May. Yeah. Go figure. So, But back to Tony and his amazing accomplishment. Yeah. So he got a, a little Avengers medal for it, which is pretty awesome. I mean, look, I, I laud you and your endurance. But that is... I wish that the the reward at the end, Age of Ultron, had been more satisfying. But uh, good yeah. for you for doing that. That's uh, that's crazy. Uh, now for a question, because this is the mail sack. Yes. Where we have mail questions, not mail statements. Um, what do you think of the upcoming graphic novel sequel to Fight Club? I had not heard about it. Chuck Palahniuk is um, one is my favorite author, so naturally I'm stoked. Have you read, read any Chuck Palahniuk? I love Chuck Palahniuk. He's terrific. He's an amazing writer and... On his website, he also gives fantastic advice to like new writers, uh, just about knuckling down and doing it and writing every day. He talk about um, 
he was talking about his process and he say when he's going to write a new novel, he take whatever is happening in his life that he's having a problem with. And then makes it gross and, and sexy. And then he and writes like, about it and... And cuts off penises. Yeah, and he just go to town creatively about this problem, come at it from all different angles in the novel. And by the time the novel is finished, he the problem is sort of solved for him. He work it out. So the sequel will be told... From the is he writing the graphic novel? Uh, I believe so. Wow. Yeah. And who is doing the art? Um, let's see. The covers are by David Mack. Uh, with s- I, I think I'm really excited about that too. I have inside to artwork done by Cameron Stewart. Um, Stewart. I'm Stewart. It's fire on fire. Stewart. Get the hose. <laughs> oh. uh, so it's going to be on Dark Horse. We are just a pale simulacrum of Steven Kruger. You just cannot capture the, the je ne sais quoi. Yeah. The, that saggy ball, you know, the, the underwear eating ball sweat that he has. Like, we can't capture that. That is unique. That is extra specially unique. It is very unique to very, very, very unique. Very unique Completely one hundred and two percent unique. What would <laughs> what would Chuck Palahniuk say about my misuse of unique? He, he would not be pleased. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's going to be illustrated uh, by Cameron Stewart, written by Chuck. That's going to be great. And it's uh, here's here's what he says. He says the sequel will be told from um, from the at first submerged perspective of Tyler Durden as he observes the day-to-day tedium of the narrator's life. Oh! Um, Levels, Jerry. Because the 20th Century Fox, um, they created the convention of calling the protagonist Jack, I'm calling him Cornelius. He's living a compromised life with a failing marriage, unsure about his passion for his wife. The typical midlife bullshit. Okay. All right. That sounds pretty cool. Um, Did you like Fight Club? I loved it. Did, did you read it or did you just see the Both movie? of those things. So I, how I did the read book it. compare to the movie? It's been many years, so I cannot comment on it competently, but I love the book. His books are all great. He's a really great writer. He's a very imaginative, twisted guy. I love it. I like Choke very much mm-hmm. in the diary. I read I, like. I read the book of short stories, or one of his books of short stories. Oh, uh, did you read Haunted? Yeah. That one was tough. Yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. intense. It was pretty grisly. Grisly yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, that, and so I don't think I have a good sense of him. Though. He told me, did I tell you this on you the show him? already? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, I, I read it uh, in a foreword. He wrote that when he would do readings of from the book Haunted, okay. yeah. he was reading the first story, which was the one about the prolapsed, uh, the guy who get caught on the no, suction so, yeah, at the yeah. bottom of the pool. Yeah, yeah. And he turned go, inside out. And turned inside out. He go into such graphic detail <laughs> about alert. that, that when he would read it aloud at book readings, people... <laughs> People would faint in oh, the audience. Geez, that's, faint. That's really funny. From words. He could make people faint from words. That's pretty crazy. That's a pretty powerful writer. Yeah. That's like, I, that's like the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. When I read the, that book, Haunted, that particular story, I had to skip the pages because the words were too oh, really? intense. Yeah, that's I, really funny. I, I that's saw, I saw where I remember. it was going and I said, nope, I have to skip ahead. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, Great book. Oh, and by the way, back to Chris Miller's uh, tweet. We'll we'll work with uh, a, a fan of the show named Anthony who will um, 
get us hooked up on a phone system. So people yeah, we're going to get a phone system. We can take Yeah, we have so many neat, neat things. Coming into the... Um, coming up. Yeah, and Anthony's going to help us finish those goddamn t-shirts, and I'm sorry, those are going to happen. Um, oh, and, and by the way, Tony's email's not done yet. Okay. Okay. He says the last... Um, so anyhow, we're really excited about Chuck Palahniuk, so uh, the Fight Club thing. So thank yeah, you for yeah. informing us. And everyone, keep your ears open for that, eyes open for that. Also, oh, did you know, uh, I was looking on uh, Angelina Jolie uh, IMDb page, and it looked like they're going to be making another Salt. Do you oh, remember Salt? That was, was that based on a graphic novel? I, I, don't, so. I don't know. Oh, it seemed like it might be. Mm. I enjoyed that. I loved it. Except, it was so funny. So it, I did she, not like her hairstyle. That was kind of <laughs> silly looking. Well, just like... She went from looking like Angelina Jolie, you know, with, and then she takes out the teeth and then she does, she changes her hair and she still looks like Angelina Jolie. She totally. looked exactly the same. She can't look a different way. No, those lips and cheekbones, they betray her, her anonymity. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so good. So Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, oh, yeah, and it's going to be a 10 issue thing, uh, miniseries from Dark Horse. Good. Yes. I will check it out. Um, and lastly, he has a music solicitation. I re- recently discovered a band called Masked Intruder. They sing punk rock love songs about a masked masked ex-con who stalks women. Oh, delightful. Oh, really weird stuff, but funny. Thanks for the show, Tony Kaufman. Here's a little listen of Masked Intruder. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. Oh, geez, it's one of these videos with like, a story. I'm going to get right oh, to the music. Oh, click ahead. Yeah. They have a nice sound. They it's sound young, that, youthful and friendly. Yeah, even. it's got that clean punk rock sound yeah. that Blink-182 made Now, I would have popular. to... We, want, we would want to listen to the lyrics. Is the, Do they... Uh, this masked intruder who stalks women, uh, is it misogynistic, Tony? Or is it loving? Do he, cut, do he stalk in a loving way? <laughs> Jadlin, who we made cry, sorry, uh, says that isn't a June gloom in May called a May Gray? Good one. Good one. Um, are you familiar with the good one robot? No. What's that one? Good one. Good one. It's a Tignataro thing. Um, the first Nooner show went up on July 1st of 2011. Wow, we've been doing it for four years. I was wrong. Wow. But you did fill in during uh, during June on the morning show. That's what it was. Oh, was you were filling. Okay. Yeah. All oh, right. Good. There we go. Thank you, Darren. Uh, so that's the mail sack, everybody. Mail sack. So, oh wait, we have one last one. This is for Giselle. Uh, to Giselle, I'm just, I'm a dude, hence my email address, just dude. Well, I didn't want to say his email address. Okay. Uh, but this is from Not Sure, who has written many times. Marty, I've written in with my demo and you played my audio email and Giselle read my poem, a 29 male living in Denver, state of Denver. Denver, Yeah. Uh, and I tweet in from an anonymous account. Oh, where I go by Senior Smoke. Oh, oh Senior, Senior Smoke. Smoke. Hello, oh. Senior Smoke. Well, now that connects some dots. Okay, and He's Senior Smoke, it, it's your um, thumbnail picture that you have on your tweet. Is that you? He says, also, Giselle, I didn't get knighted to be called Senior. Um, what sen- What sen- is it? Senior. Oh, it's Senior. I don't know. Wait. I'm kidding. Kidding. It- I just didn't see my handle that way. Uh, because I think you said senior. 
Oh, senior smoke. Yeah, because it's SR. And right. not senior. No, it is senior. Well, I'm completely confused. Mm -hmm. You are Mr. Smoke, who is of an elevated title. Yeah. So Elevated male title smoke. But he does have a question. Oh, yes. He says, if you could have a superpower based on one quality you presently have, what would it be? Mine is to be completely overlooked, almost like invisibility. Oh, you're not overlooked. You're totally looked by us. It's in your smoke. This is interesting. Why, why do, you, do you feel overlooked? But you like your anonymity. So I want to respect that. But I'm, I'm wondering if you are joking or if you seriously, if you're feeling a little unconnected to people and a little lonely. I would like to talk about it. You, you tweet in, say what you think. Um, my superpower, really, if I, um, based uh, on your based on my current qualities, I would really like to uh, let go, be able to let go of preferences, and let go of judgment completely. But what if I had the power? But that's not a quality you have. Yeah, I'm as a nascent. I am. I have it You're a little so bit. So judgy. That's what I mean. I'm trying to so get more. So you should more. be super judgy. I'm trying to get more or less judgy. But that's not a quality you have. Yeah, I sometimes am. Yeah. I'm judging you. Well, oh, I would well. just like... No, I'm kidding. I would like to... Uh, if I could... If I could have the power to bring complete creativity and enthusiasm to any situation what I find myself in without being upset that I'm here like, oh, I'm in traffic or, oh, I'm talking to someone I don't find interesting. What if I did not have those judgments and I just could be completely creative and, and present to everything? That would be so fun. You just would be having fun all of the day. Hey, let me solve this problem. Hey, let me help out. Well, can I answer the, the question? Yeah. So there's a um, a DC comic called Legion of Superheroes. It takes place in the 30th century. And uh, one of the members is uh, named uh, Tenzel Kem. Tenzel Kem. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the superheroes should be named Etamaros Peleg. Mm -hmm. They're related. They're cousins. So uh, his superpower uh, his actual superhero name is matter eater lad matter eater lad yes so he eats matter he possesses the power to eat mat matter in all forms as Ooh. do all natives of his pla home planet bismol um pepto -bismol. yeah <laughs> i get really it terrible that is the worst anyway it's the most ridiculous um superhero next to bouncing boy um but okay, so my superpower so, was not very uh, provocative or sexy, right? Well, it's no, it's it's very internalized. Be, yeah, know? it's internalized. Okay, then so I, I want to be able to eat as much as I want because I do eat as much as I want oh. and still maintain my girly figure. Okay, then yeah, I would like to be able to eat uh, eat macaroni and cheese without it. Giving me a heart attack, <laughs> <laughs> and and the lactose lact lactose lact toleration. Yeah. Also to fly. But how is that based on the quality you have? No, I don't have that one. Oh, but you have lofty um, thoughts. I can jump. I just want to jump for longer. So your lofty thoughts can carry can me, carry you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Fly. Um. 
Tyson said that Salt was not based on a graphic novel, but Wanted was. Okay. With also it's an Angelina Jolie movie. Oh. That I believe they're working on a sequel to. To Wanted? Uh, to Wanted. Is wanted to Wanted? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you for filling our sack that's at... Uh, you Uniper fill Podcast. our sack, you fill our hearts. Yes, and um, Stephen Kruger's balls. <laughs> That ringtone is awesome. I wonder what people think of when you when they hear it out in the in the wild. Do 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 balls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sending that. That's pretty funny stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, see, Darren has done his homework. He said, "If you want to, if you want, you could celebrate 14th June, the day you first covered Jan Silent Bob get jobs, which is a Sunday. Did we do that? Is that what we covered? I don't remember. Oh, so hard." Well, we'll we'll work with Dan's schedule because we want to get him before he goes back to Canada. Thank you for being with us today, everybody. Yep, it's been a fine two hours. And get your tweets in uh, at Nooner Podcast. And if you pod and you want to get a shout out, send in an email. Noonerpodcast.gmail.com And you can reach me at at giselnet.com Anything to plug? At the moment, I don't think so, but we're going to start putting up some little videos and doing some things. We're getting ready to start. Do you have a YouTube channel? Not yet. Do you have one reserved? I think so. You want? You don't want someone squatting on it? I don't know. Please don't squat on Giselle's. Slav squat. Unless you're Slavic, then you can squat all you want uh, because I'm a big pi- fan. Take pictures, though. Take pictures. Slavsquat.com. Yeah. Um, and... Hopefully, we'll have uh, Steve back next week. We'll have Dan here next week, so tune in for that. That's going to be fun. And uh, Bill, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, break a leg with the movie. It's fantastic. It's exciting. Um, We're all pulling for you. And we will see you next Tuesday. Time to pimp that fuck. Time to pimp that has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.